we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day? Ha, 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 ha. Good morning. Yes, and our guest co-host is here. Kim Whitley is joining us this morning. Kim Whitley! I'm really happy you here, Kim. I, I'm happy to be here. I like that. Yo, 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 yo. I was trying to count them real yeah, quick. Yeah, just hilarious. Uh, that just means I got a good gag reflex. I don't know what that means. What? That's what, what she what? said. What? What's wrong with her? I you don't start know. that early? <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, exactly. If, if you lived under a rock and don't know who Kim Whitley is, you've probably seen her in everything from Married and Children, Moesha, the Wayans Brothers, uh, Next Friday, uh, Nutty Professor, just to name a few if a you don't know. Yeah, she's she money. Right now. Yeah, At she's in everything. right now. Um, right, right. Appreciate it. Now, uh, uh, shout and congratulations. Drop a bomb for the New York Knicks. I went to the Knicks game last night. Uh, and uh, 
I usually sit courtside at the Knicks game. But they always tell me, you know, you're courtside until somebody's bigger than you. And last night, everybody was bigger than me. There was uh, pause, Dave pause, Chappelle pause, there. Yeah, Dave Chappelle, Tracy Morgan, Chris Rock, oh, yeah. uh, CC Sabathia. Speaking Flo of acting Rider. your wage, you better act your wage. Yeah, I was, I was. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was there. Um, so many people. Mike Myers, Jessica Alba. So it was a reason. I was. They put me in the, in the second and third row. Uh, shout, you know what I sat next to? I sat next to the uh, Jets coach. He was in the second and third row as well with me. So how that happen though? They just say, hey, uh, "Excuse me, uh, DJ, uh, Ilya, I'm gonna need you to move." Like, what happened? <laughs> no, well, well, before before the game, they know who's coming, and they knew that you know the Met Gala was you know a couple of days ago, so everybody was in town. So yeah. So, but I mean, is are you actually in the seat when they actually? No, 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 okay, no, 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 no. It's not like you were the seat. Like, oh, oh. Excuse me, Chris, Chris Rock is he wants that seat? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 probably, you probably couldn't even get front row seats nah, for that game size. last nah. night. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. They, nah, they, nah, they nah, were super expensive. Absolutely, and I'm sure all of those people been snatched them up. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, the game was amazing. The game, the Knicks won last night. I think by four or five. So congratulations to the Knicks. We take it to Miami. I think on Saturday. You shouldn't want to sit with them anyway. You should want to sit with all the bus drivers, man. Drop one of clues bombs for all the everyday working class people working out class there. People. Okay, that make the world go around. That's all right? right? That's what I want to be with. Well, not okay. Ebony K. Williams, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Ebony K. Williams is sitting courtside. Ebony said, y'all all average and mediocre. Yeah, y'all average right? and mediocre. Ah. Jesus Christ. We don't talk about that. Go, yeah, but they make the they world, make the go, world go around. That is what the world consists of. Absolutely. Okay, everyday working class people. I think we overinflate uh, what we do a lot as entertainers and yeah. radio personalities Absolutely. and but comedians we, and talking heads. We overinflate what we do a lot. But I think we all started as, as the average people. Everyday working class yeah. people. We had to start yes. somewhere. Yes. 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 This is a blessing. My mom always tells me just be happy to be making a living. I'm just be, I'm just happy to be making a living. I'm happy to That's be happy. It. That's all I am. Because like, I done did everything from telemarketing That's right. to Taco Bell. Uh, I worked at telemarketing, Taco Bell. I worked at a factory. US Open. Yes. Oh, all kind of stuff. I was pitting up. Uh, Printing balloons in a window like See a what monkey. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I done did all kind of stuff. Well, printing balloons in a what? Yeah, yeah. What the yeah. hell is that? It's, it's <laughs> I know what you mean, like putting the words on the balloon. No, no, what? yeah, exactly. I was putting the yeah. words on the balloon, but I don't know why the company felt I needed to be in the window so the people could see me printing <laughs> the balloons. Yeah, it was it was a mess. That was my younger days. Jesus. Yeah, that's what I said. We've done it all. all right, well, right. We got you for breakfast this morning. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. Let's get the show cracking. Front page news. Teslin Figaro will be joining us. Uh, Joe Biden, he's sending some troops to the southern border. We'll break it down, tell you all about it. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club on BET. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Start off with some quick sports. The Knicks beat the Heat last night, 111-105. The Lakers beat the Warriors, 117-112. I fell asleep for that game. Them, them West Coast games be on too late. Them East Coast games in a little too late for me, too, because I'd be liking to be in bed by 8.30, 9 o'clock. But them West Coast games starting at 10, 10.30 is ridiculous. That's why I'm tired. I ain't lead a game. I ain't lead a guard until like 10.30, 10.45. And by the time you get your car and get out, I didn't get home until 11.30, yeah. 12 o'clock. But we got to see the game, too. Yeah, you know, and we gotta get mm-hmm. off work, you know. Yeah, and we gotta see the game. So you know, sometimes you know, we gotta watch the game. So you gotta watch the game. Yeah, you gotta stay up, huh? Yeah, yeah. You gotta stay up. <laughs> we gotta congratulate Joel Embiid as well. He won uh, his first MVP. So hey. congratulations to him. And then some foul news. The Grizzly says we won't re-sign Dylan Brooks under any circumstances. Regardless, they're not gonna resign him, which I think is foul. I think you know he's a good player. You know, yeah, he cool. He's a good player. He cool. He's a good player. If he's a good player, then I think we should go with the good player. He talks too much ish though. So who does it yeah. these days? He goes a little extra. Now, Tesla Figaro. Good morning, Tez. 
Good morning, DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God, and the Queen, the Legend Kim. How are you? I'm good. Good to see you. And here you. Now, what's going on with Biden? He's sending troops to the southern border. And does that mean war? War. Well, I heard him say. Read that. Give me the headline. 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 Yeah, it don't say no war. It don't say no war. I'm just asking. Exactly. Biden administration is sending 1,500 troops to the southern border for support roles ahead of expected migrant surge. The war, Thank you, third war, and nowhere. What is, uh, hey, yeah, nothing by war. I heard 1,500 troops. I'm just asking. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, I, I hope it's not a war, and that, that's a great point that you uh, to bring up, actually, uh, DJ Envy, because they said that it will be for self-defense and not law enforcement, uh, so hopefully nobody will get hurt, but um, it's something called Title 42, and just to remind everybody, uh, during Corona, Title, 40, Title 42 was used to override, override immigration law, uh, which allowed people to ask for asylum when they were entering illegally, so when Corona was going on, they used this Title 42 in order to keep you know folks out to keep people from getting sick and so now that's expiring and there'll be an influx of migrants that are coming through president biden is sending uh, like we said he's sending troops up there to make sure that stuff you know goes well uh, but it's so interesting because texas governor uh, abbott told chicago mayor lightfoot uh, that he will be busing them right back uh, to, well busing them to chicago and you remember i remember charlamagne we talked about that early on mm -hmm. when all the republican governors were sending folks you know to their cities including new york mm -hmm. Uh, they said that, you know, if you guys are so welcoming and you are all about, you know, bringing everybody over, then, hey, we're going to bust into you. So you're going to see a lot of that happening uh, as well within the coming weeks. And Republicans really will be running off of this. I can hear, you know, Donald Trump now saying, you know, there's a crisis at the border. You know, I, I can just see him pushing this issue and saying it's going to be a big crisis. So kind of look for that, you know, in the next coming weeks as well. So question, Taz, why do they make border control so political? Like both sides know that border control is needed, but uh, one gets demonized when they try to do things at the border. So why? Though? Why Why do they make it a political issue? Well, everything, I guess, is a political issue. And you're absolutely right, because um, Donald Trump actually sent 3,000 active duty uh, active duty troops as well to the southern, southern border, just like uh, Biden is doing. Mm -hmm. and, and they're doing the exact same thing. So there's some hypocrisy, you know, that's happening on both sides of the aisle, which, of course, one side is always going to say they're doing it for the right reason and the other side is not. So this is just an issue to be able to, uh, you know, get folks to uh, decide if they're on the Republican side or the Democrat side is more welcoming to migrants. Uh, and they're just going to keep using them. I always try to push those Charlemagne. No, we know we talked about this before. You know, when we saw the Haitian, remember when the, the Haitian uh, migrants came over, they weren't treated, um, you know, mm -hmm. like they should have been with de decency. Mm -hmm. And Not they kind of got swept. Not even yep, close. Yep. Yep, it's, and they got swept. Go ahead. I'm just Go saying ahead, it's, just, it's just two different things. When the Haitians come over, they, they don't even give them a chance. Mm -hmm. It's it's, mm -hmm. it's it's a problem. So I think you're right about that, though. They're just trying to show it is all about politics. Look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. But I got a question. Mm -hmm. What happened to the children? Where are the children? Did they? Did the mm -hmm. children ever get reunited back? Oh, with their, their parents? Oh, yeah. you talking about the children that were they locked in cages they, at the border? Yes. Yeah. It's like that happened, and mm -hmm. then we never heard about it again. I mean, shoot, it's not, it's, the children are still there. I mean, a lot of the children, it's, it's, it's children still coming through those borders. Like, I, I think when we say these, mm -hmm. you know, t terms like people coming through the border, like th those people include kids. Yeah, you know? yeah. And there's a lot of people. So him sending, I don't have a problem with him sending troops down, but as long as it's for the good, you so, know. Mm -hmm. So the troops are not going to be doing any law enforcement, they're saying, right? No law enforcement. Well, they say just, that. 
Mm-hmm. They say that, but what if, you know, what if that's all going to depend, you know, on on what happens, you right. know? So, I mean, law enforcement is there for a reason and hopefully it is just to monitor, but we don't know what's going to come because you got to think about thousands of people. Uh, they're going to be trying, you know, to get over. And so there it's a mess. There's not a lot of order that they have mm-hmm. in place. I think they're coming up with some type of app uh, for people to ask for asylum, like on the spot. So it's just, it's not organized. Uh, it's not uh, prepared. They're not prepared for this. And so this is why you're going to hear well, Republicans are already saying it now uh, that there's going to be a crisis uh, at the border and it's it's just going to be a mess. And mm. so we're just going to look to see, you know, how that plays out. Yeah, the they were saying that they have 7000 daily encounters on the U.S. southern border and they say that number is expected to rise in the next couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. it's going to be and a, some will a be lot coming of over. Yeah, some will be coming over legally and illegally. And so what is that process? How are you going to monitor that? How are you going to know who should be here right. and not should be here? And we'll talk about that later in another story. Uh, you know, with the guy that, that killed those children, he actually was deported several times. Wow. And this is one of the things that they're going to be talking about. You know, how do you keep folks out that should not be here? So definitely yeah. a political issue. I, I know a lot of people uh, who care about border control, especially here in New York City. You know, folks be telling me that, they have MS-13 in their neighborhoods now, yeah. and they tearing the neighborhoods up. And I mean, literally, people coming up to me saying, you have to talk about border control. You have to talk about border control. It's MS-13 is tearing our neighborhood up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. And what side are the people on? Are, are they for this or against this? That's what I, I always, some of my friends are like, you know, I don't. I want border control. I don't want border control. So it's it's a... Oh, I think they're for oh, border control. Oh, yeah. The people talking to they're me about uh, MS-13 being in their neighborhoods, they absolutely yeah. uh, for want the border, border control. control. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is front page news. Tez, we'll see you in a couple minutes. Absolutely. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. What's other? What? What's a- other? Ain't white other? I thought white was Wait, other. What? Other. Other race. Other race. She's black. Hey, what, what, Ebony is black. What? No, I mean, she was based somebody of the other race. So a white guy? Yeah. Did I just say that? Okay. All right. Okay. Goodbye. Did I just say that? I just said that when I said that. Hello, who's this? This is Al. Al, what's up? Out of Miami. Get it off your chest, Al. Al, Al, AFT. Okay. Hey, Charlamagne, let me ask you something, man. Uh Uh-huh. Why y'all like Biden so much? I don't. (laughs) Who told you that? I made all the the things that if I... Oh, so you don't. Good. Oh. I don't. But, but this is what I'm saying. Why nobody ain't talking about his son, dating, dating, I mean, man, his, his brother's ex, I mean, brother's wife and all like this. And then with the border patrol, I mean, the border crisis, you know what I mean? I, I agree about control on the border. But, you know, once them people come here. That's all you got? Yeah. His phone dropped. Somebody, right. what the hell's going somebody on just put somebody just put uh put put the clamps on your phone. They put control on your phone just now. Huh? As soon as they said, Hello? Some people come here. Hey. Cut them right off. Hello, who's this? My name's Mo. Mo, what up? Get it off your chest, Mo. Yeah, I gotta get off my chest. We gotta start with this narrative that it's women with these attitudes and mood swings that us men gotta deal with it. It's a lot of men that work hard to be where they at right now, and they're not dealing with their own attitudes no more. So if you're coming with that, you're gonna go with it too. But, but, Damn, Mo. Well, first of all, wait, we have something called a menstrual cycle that takes us through <laughs> our hormones each month, and you need to study up on that. 
We have something called just being men in America. We, we say stuff on a daily, on a regular, no matter the color of your skin. We face it every day just being a man. Damn. You I, challenged your PMS yeah, with he MIA. He <laughs> men in America. Damn. That's right. Man in America. That's, you're absolutely right. I understand that. But let me tell you something. You, you can really get along with a woman if you understand that hormones happen and she can't control herself sometimes. Sometimes she's crying. Sometimes she's mad. And you just got to, once you really know a woman and you know it's coming, you'll be ready for it. I think one of the biggest oh, I think one of the biggest false narratives out here is that only women are emotional. Men are so goddamn emotional. We are, we are so emotional, bro. Like, but we don't want to see that. Yeah, we, <laughs> I know that's all. We got emotions too. And respectfully, my girlfriend right next to me, and I made this phone call just so I could bring it to her attention that, yo, you gotta understand, we gotta do something differently. Them old ways and times is not working no more. If we wanna be together, let's go together. Oh, you ain't but, getting none tonight. What? Did you, did you call the Breakfast Club? Is she right next to you? That's the problem right yeah, there. Yeah, she's right next to me. Well, you, you gotta have communication and just tell her. Can we speak to her? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. She's right here. I'm so glad. Hello. Hey man, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Both of y'all need therapy. Y'all should go. Y'all should both go find some counseling. I'm serious, man. He talked about he want to get rid of old ways. That's part of getting rid of old ways. Yeah, go, y'all go, got go to therapy. Something. Yeah, yeah. Y'all need some counseling. What's happening? Therapy. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't give him nothing tonight. The way you're talking to me, don't give him nothing tonight. Tonight, this morning, don't give him nothing. Tonight and this morning, we've been up since one o'clock this morning. Arguing. Y'all been up arguing. Yes. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, ain't nobody got no job? <laughs> yeah. Y'all got, I'm sure somebody got some work to go to, right? Yes. Okay. And, and let me tell you, there is no win. Somebody got to give in. You cannot win. If you love each other, somebody just got to be like, okay, babe, I that's get true. it. That's true. That, that's, that, that is just, it. there is no winner. You got to ask mama. yourself, you want to be right or you want to be happy? That, you know what home. I mean? I don't know why they arguing talk calling the breakfast club. They ain't arguing with each other. They arguing. Let's turn on the breakfast club. See what Charlamagne and Whitney got to say. They need, they need a mediator. That's why they need counseling. They need, they need a therapist. They do need a mediator. They need a third party. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the breakfast club. Good morning. The breakfast club. Charlamagne, Dizzy, what up? Are we live? This is your time to get it off your chest. I got an indoor pool, an outdoor pool. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. We can get on the phone right now and tell you what it is. We live? Hello, who's this? This is Jeannie. How y'all doing? Good morning. Hey, Jeannie. Get it off your chest, Jeannie. Oh, man. Started gonna stop cutting the truck drivers off. I mean, I don't drive no big rig or nothing, anything. But we got a product on the truck. Like, lady, just cut me off, and all the donuts just bammed into the truck. Do you truck driver? I keep cutting you off. Wait, she said the donuts fell off. What's the location? See if I can. They just fell off. They know They they slammed. They slammed into the back of the truck. I heard them, but damn, my route is done, so I'm going back. All right. Well, you in the truck now? Blow blow the horn for us. <laughs> All right, have a good one. That's what you need to do. And blow it at them drivers. That's what you need to do. Sometimes we can't see the truck. Vaughn. Hey, this is Devon. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Uh, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, man, and I work for the street trimming company. And I don't know if it's racially motivated, but it just seemed weird to me that they make all the black people do all the manual labor. And I don't feel like black people should be high up in them trees anyway, though. You feel me? But... <laughs> It's just crazy how they treat us at this job, man. I just wanted to get that off my chest. What? Well, they make y'all work? <laughs> what? Yeah, what? So they make us 
like when like if your power go out because the tree fell on your line or something, we go and cut the trees and we gotta pull the limb out. And we call them like the the, the tree branches. We call it brush. And you gotta literally physically drag that to to a, to a like the tree line or you gotta chip it or something like that. So you mad because they're making you do your job? I'm oh, confused. He's saying they're not making the white boys go no, the trees. They're not just making them. the white dudes do the same thing. The white dudes, all they do is sitting there spying, which is just watching us do all the manual labor. And I just feel like that's crazy. And I just wanted to get it off my chest. Are all of y'all in the same position? Right. Like they're not your supervisors or nothing like that? Are all of y'all equally? Nah. Young? What? We, are, we all equally. We all, like it's a white dude that was there two weeks, and he do the same thing that them white boys did that only been there six months. Dang. No, you got to tell them. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Then you tell them, say, look, go on up there. I got you. I'm going to watch this for you. Go on up that tree and get that for me. Or you might need to go to yes, HR. Right, HR, but mm-hmm. you might need to just say something. Go on, Bob. Bob, you go on and get that branch this time. What if Bob said, it could be worse. You used to be hanging from those, but now <laughs> you just... <laughs> that would be now just come down. I'm saying. That's something Bob would say. Bob though. would say. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. When we come back, we got to talk to Brat. The Brat talks about uh, finding a white donor for her baby. <gasps> Why you say it like that? Huh? Huh? I didn't know. All I right. didn't know. Well, we're going to talk mean, about it when we oh, come back. Oh, wow. All right. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. 
Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host, Kim Whitley, in the building. Yeah. And let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to Brett. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I don't gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. On the Breakfast Club. Now we're talking about the brat and her wife, uh, Jessica Judy. Uh... The Brad hasn't been up here, right? I know Judy's been up here, but I don't think the Brad's ever been up here. Oh, Judy's been up here? You remember? She opened no. up, she has the, the the product. She opened up the, the huge uh, warehouses out in uh, New Orleans. She came up here before. I don't know if I was here for that one. Yeah, I think you were. Well, in a new interview with The Root, the couple explains how they chose a white sperm donor over a black donor because mm. the latter wasn't attractive enough. Uh-huh. The couple revealed that they were quite surprised at how few black donors were there to choose from. Uh, and they started, you know, going through the candidates. They said they were only uh, left with about 300 candidates after doing the screening, and only one of them was black. However, the uh, the only one wasn't attractive enough for them. Uh, the brat laughingly said, "The dude looked like Jiminy Cricket." <gasps> I was like, "I'm sorry, but that wasn't going to be my choice." So now let's go to our Breakfast Club correspondent, Doctor Umar Johnson, for comment, please. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Kim? Oh my goodness, it was throwing me off. I mean, wh- how? Okay, this is completely throwing me. I didn't know they had a white donor to mm. begin with. Now, uh, okay, all right, people are doing that, uh, but I'm trying to say, where did she go? To look at these donors. Was she mm-hmm. in uh, Utah, Oklahoma? Because if you in Atlanta, it's a whole bunch of sperm I didn't see. I mean, I mean, I don't. <laughs> Jesus, I, mean, I meant sperm wow, donors. Wow, Kim. Okay, I mean, we got it. I mean, I mean you right. know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of black men down there. Mm-hmm. But what they're saying is that black men are not donating sperm. Mm-hmm. But that I think it's just not known. In the Breakfast Club, y'all should do a little PSA. Black men go and donate your sperm mm-hmm. because there are a lot of women who look for black fathers. Mm-hmm. I guess you should say uh, good-looking black men good, uh, yeah, in this right, case. Yeah. Right. I, I don't yeah. think... Yeah, I don't understand that. I understand we want our children to look a certain way, but if you got pregnant naturally, you know, sometimes the children don't look like the mama and daddy. They reach back. <laughs> they look like ugly children. <laughs> they get a Jiminy Cricket. They get an uncle. They get, you know, you go back. I did not know because Wanda Sykes also has... Uh, uh, white, uh, she had a uh, white donor. A sperm donor? Sperm, sperm donor. Mm-hmm. She's a friend of mine. And, you know, I always ask her, you know, hey, I, uh, she, she chose that. She, but she has white children. They're not even like mixed. And I guess the brat and Judy's are, they're going to be mixed children. Yeah, Would I think, they say that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I, I think the problem is this just reinforces a lot of negative stereotypes that, that, that in America, white is beautiful and black isn't. Mm-hmm. Because the headline is the brat got a white sperm donor because the black sperm donor looked look like, like Jimmy, Jimmy Cricket. Cricket, right? You and know what that I mean? did, that is pushing that narrative, and we cannot do that. And uh, it's unfortunate, but sometimes when you're on a reality show, we do say things, try to be funny. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping that's, you know, mm-hmm. what she was doing because you can find, and what I will say is you people have to understand, it's only you only get a hundred dollars to donate uh, sperm. For it's real? Not, yeah, it's not high. They don't even charge you by like the pint. Right, it's not a lot. So they gotta, you know, like if you go get blood, I think it might be twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. So you know, brothers are probably like, oh, ain't nobody going down there to do all that because yeah. it's a process. 
process. I just don't know. The, I, I mean, we all don't know the process. But if they were looking and they said uh, there was so few black donors and and the only one that they found just didn't fit them, then you know they wanted to have a baby. I mean, I would hope that they. Would I mean, have, if you are buying a baby, right? If you're putting together your oh, own baby, you no, seriously, this, if you're building a baby, you want the baby to look good. You know what right, I mean? Of so, but they so, so, so regardless you. of what. Well, they could have called you, you right. Thank you, it'd been like, hey, thank you. just, you know. Yeah, that's that's what I feel like. They didn't want no short, baby. But I'm just oh. saying, regardless of the race, Look at the skin, if the though. person's not attractive, you know what I'm saying, you probably don't want to take your chances. It's just crazy, all these conversations we have about buying black, supporting black business, and you go out and buy white sperm. <laughs> Lord have mercy. All right. Now yeah. we, we gotta, is always white, though. We got to keep it moving. Uh, Ebony K. Williams, we talked about her yesterday, and now she's doubling down on the fact that she'd ne- uh, never date a bus driver. This is what she said yesterday. I only saw a handful that even considered the possibility of a bus owner being a more aspirational position. Now, I suspect that some of y'all are the same men that were bringing home C's and D's on your report cards, only to then be coddled by parents that said, well, that's okay, as long as you're doing your best. Well, listen, I love and believe in the excellence of black men. So no, my dear, C's and D's or any other form of mediocrity is not okay. But could it be that black America has been sold a narrative of average, regular, and typical being good enough for us? Hmm. Well, see, that's called white supremacy. No, average is not and will never be good enough for me. And the gag is, I don't think it's good enough for you either. Ebony! My son brings home C's and D's. It's just fine. That's right. And I do, I call to him and I say, good job, but you can do better. Ebony! You want to try to get him a tutor? Yeah, I do. He has a tutor. But this, I don't understand. What does white supremacy have to do with it? Why, why are we saying for her? She's saying for her, it's not good enough for her. And so Ebony, I don't, I don't know what she wants. A bus driver is fine. What if he's the best man ever and he's passionate about his bus driving mm-hmm. and he loves you and he cares for you and and he does all the things on the list that you love because we all, you know, women, we mm-hmm. all got lists. And then you have one thing because he's a, is it the bus driver or is it the salary or is it the money he makes? Because if Ebony, Ebony is a millionaire or whatever, if she makes a lot of money, why does your man have to be equally yoked right there with you? Yeah, I just don't understand why everyday working class people are considered average mediocre right. or typical. I don't know why we refer to everyday working class people as having uh, lower standards. You know, there are people who think what we do is average and mediocre compared to what they do and they're probably right. <laughs> like, if I'm a media personality, yeah. entrepreneur in the entertainment business. I can name so many jobs that are more important than mine. Doctors, teachers, yes. engineers, military, people people in entertainment, uh, newsflash, we are not essential workers. Well, the world right. is not going to stop because we're not on the radio. The Correct. world is Absolutely. not going to stop because we're not on TV. But let the Bus Let drivers bus. stop driving today. Honey. Let the folks who drive who right. quit today. Something as simple as coffee. Let the, the Dunkin' Donuts delivers. and Starbucks yep. workers not show up for work today. Let the sanitation workers not pick up the trash yeah, and but, see what happens. But the problem is, is, is it sounds like it's trying to make it seem like bus drivers and uh, we call them the bus, bus and tunnel people that you know they they control the city, they run mm-hmm. the city, make sure the city's running. That they're not bright and smart which is right. totally wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of smart and in- intelligent bus drivers, intelligent police officers, intelligent people that work at, at all those people you just named, and I know mm-hmm. a lot of stupid attorneys. I know oh, a lot on, of dumbass attorneys. On, absolutely. So, and, and, and sometimes I think, how the hell you got your job? So it's a, it's a little bit of both. And, and just to say it, you know, my dad, who was in the military, when he got home from the military, he couldn't find a job. 
Come so he, on. So he started off as a mechanic, and then the mechanic by, wasn't giving enough money. Way, so and he, he needed essential. Yes, he yeah, needed essential worker. But then he needed you know benefits, so he became a bus driver, and that wasn't essential. enough. Essential. And then he became a police officer. Essential. And not easy. You got to be smart no, to no. do that. You got to pass all those tests. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, and listen, Ebony's the homie. That's all people's right there in a real way, and she's entitled to her preference. She can date whoever she wants to date. She can have whatever standard she wants to. But I just think the problem here is, I, I believe you know uh, we we are. She's unintentionally. Putting down everyday working class. People. Correct. I think she chose the wrong words. I, Correct. I, really, yeah. I think that's what she's trying to say is, look, I want a millionaire. I want somebody and that's like fine. me. But she was doing something before she became that also. That's true. And I think she just used the wrong words. But I'm here to tell you, Ebony, sometimes you got to go where millionaires hang out. And sometimes those millionaires, they want a 22-year-old. Start looking around. <laughs> it's up. the A, it's the truth. I'm telling you. You look around these millionaires and billionaires, you're like, oh, oh, they don't want my age. My bad. <laughs> I mean, Diddy did pull up to the Met Gala with a young tender. Yeah, he, yeah, that young tender. He did. He did. He did. And he did. I tried to holler at him many times. He ain't checking for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's open up the phone lines when we come back after front page news. 800 800- Five eight five one zero five one. Does this insult working class people? That yeah, is the question. Yeah, you can't refer to everyday working class people as average and mediocre. I just think we too often overinflate our positions Correct. as entertainers. America has this weird obsession with celebrity, and it makes mm-hmm. us feel like we are more important than what we are. We are not essential. Mm-mm. I think she's just <laughs> throwing it out there. Her net. Like this is what I want. She trying. She using that as like a dating situation. Mm-hmm. She's throwing it out there. Like, hey, this is what I would like. Come for me. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you something. I take a bus driver, a, a garbage, whatever. I take any good man right now. Because you have to understand, in society, the roles have switched. A lot of black women are making a lot more money than black men. Mm-hmm. So we have to turn our thinking around and say, hey, you know what? Because I know I've lived it, and I know friends have lived it. Hey, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take care of everything. But can you take care of the home? Like they, they, we mm-hmm. change the roles. It's hard, but once black men really settle into it, they're like, oh, "This is kind of cool." You cook, take care of the kids, make sure the house is run. I'm gonna bring in the money. That's right. Well, we'll talk about it when we come back. We got front page news next. Tesla Figaro will be joining us, and our guest co-host this morning is Kim Whitley. So don't move. And we're taking your calls. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Does this insult working class people? What Ebony K. Williams said. We'll talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club on BET. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Pete Davidson is everywhere. And now everywhere includes Buckkiss, his new semi-autobiographical comedy series on Peacock. Also starring Eddie Falco and Joe Pesci. Buckkiss screams May 4th only on Peacock. Hey everybody, it's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host, Kim Whitley, here. And let's get in some front page news. Uh, first, let's start off with some quick sports. The Knicks beat the Heat 111-105. Congratulations to the Knicks. The Lakers beat the Warriors 117-112. And congratulations to Joel Embiid. From the 76ers, he won his first MVP. So congratulations to Joel Embiid. Now, Teslin, good morning. Good morning, Charlemagne, DJ Envy, and the queen, Kim Whitley in the building. The legend. Oh, I love you. Now they yes. caught, now let's get right into it. They caught the Texas suspect in custody after uh, like a, a couple of days of a manhunt, right? Yeah, this was a huge manhunt. Uh, someone reported him on an anonymous tip. His name was Francisco Oropisa. Uh, we we covered this story earlier this week uh, in the front page news, and so someone called him with a tip. Uh, they followed his wife uh, to a home, and they don't know yet if 
the wife or the family members were a part of helping hide him, but they did find him there in a closet uh, hiding under some laundry. Uh, and like I said, it was a huge manhunt. Uh, they used more than 250 law enforcement officers. There was an $80,000 reward. Mm. Uh, his immigration status was unknown at the time, but like I pointed out last hour, uh, he was deported on uh, several occasions actually four times since 2009 so oh. this was somebody that uh, should not have uh, been i guess in the country in the first place uh and and as a result uh, unfortunately you know he's killed you know those children as young as uh, eight years old uh, uh who actually went remember we talked about the story earlier this week uh they asked for the gun asked him to stop shooting the gun so the baby would stop crying and as a result he shoot he shot those individuals and killed them and so now uh, he was taken to jail without incident uh and he is held on a $5 million bond. And you know what I find so cowardly about what he did? They What's found that? him hiding in a closet under a bunch of laundry. You ain't had no smoke for the police? Mm -mm. It's easy It's easy to go run up in that, that family's house and kill that family and kill, you know, children. But you ain't got no smoke for the police. When it comes to the police, you're tucking your tail, hiding behind, hiding, you know, behind. Hiding, under, hiding in the closet. Well, not only that, how did they give him a $5 million bond? How did they give him a bond at all? And all, it, 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 absolutely, no, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. This is yeah. a person they should have just, look, you know me, shoot him on sight. Ain't no trial. We know you did it. And who was hiding him? Who were the people, whose laundry room was he in? I was like, here, let me put these clothes on top of you. You know he just killed all these people. They said that was his wife, right? His wife was hiding him? Well, they follow his wife to the house. It doesn't really say if it was her house or family members. It just says family members' house, so we're not sure about that yet. And they're not sure if they actually participated in it because I don't want to make assumptions, but, you know, he could have forced them to hide him. You know, we don't know yet. So they're trying to figure out, you know, if those folks should be charged, yes. you know, with the crime as everybody. well. Arrest yeah. everybody until we find out. Mm -hmm. Arrest mm -hmm. them all. That was, uh, these people are minding their own business. You don't know who you live in next to. That's right. Very cowardly. It's crazy. And you don't know how to say, you know, that was the same week that we had all the, the driveway shootings. Yep. People are losing their mind. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry to hear this. Yeah. Now, what's going on with Elon Musk? So, yeah, Twitter has been a hot mess uh, ever since Elon Musk took over. Remember, he paid $44 billion, and now the company is only worth $20 billion. Uh, wow. At first, he said, you know, I'm going to uh, give everybody a blue check if you want to pay $8 an hour, uh, $8. Then he said, I'm going to take away everybody's blue check. Then he gave it back. He's just been going back and forth, you know, trying to gener generate revenue on Twitter, and it just simply has not been working. So a lot of companies like NPR said, you know, I'm no longer going to use uh, Twitter because it is not, uh, you know, it doesn't have the credibility that it once had. People don't know if you're getting a, a message from NPR or someone that just made it up. So since they left, uh, Elon Musk is basically saying, well, I'll just take away your handle, you know, just to simplify it. And so now NPR you actually put out the story that said, you know, they're trying to take away our handle. So this kind of goes ties into what we've been talking about with AI. Uh, that's going to be another place, you know, that that AI uh, can use handles and say that, you know, somebody said something that they did not. And and Elon Musk has basically just made, you know, Twitter a, a dumpster place, to be honest with you. And so you're going to see more companies leaving, more uh, companies getting their handles taken, giving it away to a random person. And so, it's, again, it's just going to be another place that's going to create a lot of chaos. You know, that's uh, speaking of the AI, you know, the, the writers went on strike yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. one of the things that uh, the studios rejected was a negotiation point about not letting chat gpt write scripts 
So now it may not be a good time for the writers to be on strike because, boy, as soon as the chat GPT start writing scripts, it's over. Yeah, it's that's over. right. Yeah, that's right. That that would be. Yeah. You know, they already have uh, that program. I can go on right now and just uh, put it in what a story that I want to write and a whole script See what will I'm come out. Yeah, that's already exists. See what I'm I, mean, I know kids are doing it for their papers. Like they they you know when they're in college they they have and they'd be like write a paper on so and so and so and so from yes. a black person's view and. It spits it right, right out. This next generation gonna be so stupid. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you, you're exercising your brain power when you're writing these essays and you're Correct. doing this research on your own. If you're letting the computer do it all for you, you're just making yourself an idiot. Yep. Oh, that, well, that's I'm glad you brought up the uh, the writer strike though, because I know you guys covered that on yesterday. But how has that affected you, Cam? Because you know, the, last night all a lot of the shows they said they're stopping, and you know, well, so how's that working? Well, for you? it's gonna be bad. You see that the talk. It's gone uh, dark, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I do a lot of talk shows. I know it was probably going on hiatus soon, but had to leave early, and uh, it's going to be difficult. The last writer strike ruined Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I mean it absolutely because people don't understand the whole town. You have to have material in order to perform. Mm-hmm. So the writers they affect everyone, mm-hmm. even all of the mom and pop stores around. The restaurants go down. Uh, things shut off, you know, photographers, mm. everything in Los Angeles is, a, is affected because everyone that lives in, not everyone, but the majority of people that live in Los Angeles for the industry. It's a show business, right? It's a show, it's an entertainment capital. And once the writers go down, it was bad. I, I talked to a writer friend of mine last night, Buddy Lewis, and he was like, it's going to be bad. He said, but we have to stand our ground in order mm-hmm. to get these streaming networks to pay us our work. That's the big fight. Right. Because remember, Netflix, everything came out so fast. Mm-hmm. There was no contract. You know, before we used to get residuals on everything. So we would mm-hmm. live off of that for a while. But now mm-hmm. you, you can sit. I can go on uh, HBO Max. I have a show on there and they pay me. And I'm like, woo, got a nice check. But before you get a nice check and then. For five years, ten years, you're still getting a little check. Right. Now, that's it. There's that been a lot of reruns on, on, on these shows now, on these networks, huh? Oh, a lot. And then they'll sell it. So they'll go from ABC to Hulu to Paramount. Then they mm-hmm. share it. These writers get nothing. Mm. And the writers mm-hmm. really, a lot of them don't get as much as, of course, the actors right. get. Yeah. So they get their, you know, their check. Then that's it. Right. So if it goes yeah. to, if you sell it to the next uh, place, they should get a check. So these networks going to need more unscripted content. Right. So they're going to need more shows like The Breakfast, Breakfast Club, Club on BET. Or BET. <laughs> and, and, guess what? and that is going to happen. And right now, they're probably going to run you know, The Breakfast Club a lot. They're going to ask you for more content because they're going to have to. And another thing that is happening that you all might not know, and you might, a lot of these big corporations, uh, Paramount and Netflix, are trying to get out of their huge contracts. You mm-hmm. know, they got these contracts with these huge actors and producers. Well, after 90 days... Non and void. They cancel. So they have these heavy, heavy contracts, millions and millions. So once they let them go, they're clean. So that's the biggest thing that they're fighting for. They're like, "Mm, we're going to let it go. All right. Yeah. And and as just one point, I know uh, one of the things the writers are asking for is AI protection to mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, they're putting together something that doesn't allow AI to come in and, you know, take over those writers job. And just as a point, it will trickle down. And as we know, California has one of the highest and particularly L.A., one of the highest homeless rates in the country. So when you see it trickle down to those mom and pops and all of those things, how are they going to be able to pay rent and live? So just understand oh, there's a huge no. effect. Thank you for bringing that up, Cam. And then you brought that up for Karen Bass. She's just now trying to clean the streets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, the writer's strike will be more, I, I hope. And, oh, I didn't think about that. Your writer's going to trickle down. It mm-hmm. did last time. It really affected everyone.
All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that is front page news. Thank you, Tez. Absolutely. And make sure you subscribe to the uh, Ted, Ted Figueroa's podcast. It's Great Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. All right. Now, when we come back, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. We were talking Ebony K. Williams yesterday, and now she doubled down. So this is what she said. I only saw a handful that even considered the possibility of a bus owner being a more aspirational position. Now, I suspect that some of y'all are the same men that were bringing home C's and D's on your report cards, only to then be coddled by parents that said, well, that's okay, as long as you're doing your best. Well, listen, I love and believe in the excellence of black men. So no, my dear, C's and D's or any other form of mediocrity is not okay. But could it be that black America has been sold a narrative of average, regular, and typical being good enough for us? Hmm. Well, see, that's called white supremacy. So the question is, when we come back, does this insult the working class people? Let's talk about it. When we come back, don't move. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Ebony K. Williams. Uh, she talked about she'd never date a bus driver, but she doubled down, and this is what she said. I only saw a handful that even considered the possibility of a bus owner being a more aspirational position. Now, I suspect that some of y'all are the same men that were bringing home C's and D's on your report cards, only to then be coddled by parents that said, well, that's okay, as long as you're doing your best. Well, listen, I love and believe in the excellence of black men. So no, my dear, C's and D's or any other form of mediocrity is not okay. But could it be that black America has been sold a narrative of average, regular, and typical being good enough for us? Hmm. Well, see, that's called white supremacy. No, average is not and will never be good enough for me. And the gag is, I don't think it's good enough for you either. So we're asking 800-585-1051. We got our guest co-host, Kim Whitley here. Now, Kim, what's your your thoughts on this? I mean, you know my thoughts. I think uh, Ebony needs to go ahead and date a bus driver. Mm -hmm. I think she needs to go ahead and, and see what that feels like. But the truth is this. I think she is saying what she wants. But it's her wording. You can't call people average and mediocre because that is just not. You, you, these are essential workers. These are these are people that make our lives go around. Just like Charlamagne said, if everybody stopped working, mm-hmm. our life would go down. And we're we we call ourselves celebrities. That's because we chose this field. But before that, I did, I've been doing a whole bunch of jobs, serving things. I was a teacher in Compton. I was a waitress. I've done a lot of things. And then we have, think about all the Uber drivers and the Lyft drivers. If they stop. Mm-hmm. We go crazy. Mm-hmm. So we can't say average and mediocre is essential. We need these people. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Just, I mean, Ebony can date whoever she wants to date. She's yes. entitled to her preference. You know, that's that's our homie. She's been up here a million times. Yep. But I just don't understand why everyday working class people are considered average, mediocre, and typical. Like that, to me, that's the... Or white supremacy. You can't put that on there. Yeah, I don't I, even know I, where that I came from. I didn't understand where that was. Like, like, white supremacy. And, and I see people saying things like black women are the only race who has to lower their standards. Why do we keep saying they're lowering 
their standards. Like every white person in this country is not rich. Right. Right. They're they're everyday working class people too. And I just think we as entertainers, we overinflate our positions in life, man. Doctors, teachers, engineers, military, law enforcement. They probably look at us like and what we do is average, regardless of right. how much money we make. We don't we are not essential, y'all. Correct. We no. can stop right now. And the world will be just fine. But Correct. all of those people we just named, if they stop, the world will be in chaos. So Correct. please, just stop referring to them as average and mediocre. Yeah, I thought that was so foul. And and, and, and the bad thing about it is we talk about, we, we put so much value into somebody's, you know, worth, their yes. net worth and how mm-hmm. much they make and what they do. But there's this thing called love. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you know, money comes, money goes. And, and we've all been in, in predicaments here where we had some and then we lost it. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I know for myself, I know for Charlemagne, like we had love. We had spouses that were there and, and it's not there for the money. They, my, my wife's been with me since 15, 16. She sold mattresses when I worked at the U.S. Open. It's not about the money. It's about that love. It's and and, I, would, that and love. I wouldn't change that for anything in this world. But I think yeah. Ebony yeah. and myself, well, myself right now, I would just take a good man. There you go. See, Ebony ain't been through enough. She ain't been lonely enough mm. but right now if she's looking she should just want a good man when you put that out in the universe however the package comes if you want like I said you want to be with a millionaire you gotta you gotta go uh, uh, to the Kentucky Derby you mm-hmm. gotta go to the US Open you gotta hang around where millionaires are mm-hmm. and see what you get and what comes out yeah I, I don't care who Ebony chooses to date like once again the relationship stuff is her preference the, the, the biggest issue I have with this whole conversation mm-hmm. is that Everyday working class people keep getting referred to as average and mm-hmm. mediocre and typical, and people are lowering their standards when they're dating average, everyday working class. I mean, everyday working class people. Like, I just, stop referring to them as average. They're no, not average. They're not average. <laughs> There's nothing average about them. Absolutely. They make the world go around. They make, my son, right now, my son gets a C or a D. Of course, I want him to do better. But I'm not like, oh, this is white supremacy and you're going to be average. Of course, I want him to do better. But I have to, like you said, start with love. Mm-hmm. And he, I want him to be whatever he wants to be. He might love driving buses. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I want my son to be happy. That's the key right that, there. That, Absolutely. That happiness. Right happiness. Life is short. Happiness. Hello, Miss Michelle. Hi, it's Miss Mitchell, DJ Envy. They put Michelle, I swear they put Michelle right on the screen. They put Miss M- Michelle, but I'm sorry, Miss Mitchell. Not a problem. You talk, get a pass. Talk to us, mama. Yes, I think that Ebony K. Williams is standing 10 toes down in what she's saying because you guys were saying on the panel that she's saying that she's using the wrong words. She know exactly what words she's using. She's a lawyer and she came back and reiterated what she was saying. And I feel like she is not representing the masses of people. And if she is wording it wrong, she needs to get it right. Yeah, you know well, what I'm saying? Because envy, like you said, Lord, you have some lawyers out here. Yeah. You know? Definitely so, have some dumb, dumb attorneys out there that you're like, how the hell did you get about past that, that bar? Yeah, but, you know, but then I know uh, some very intelligent right. bus drivers and, and police officers and, you know, MTA workers. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Christy, the bus operator. Hey, Christy, the bus driver. <laughs> hey, Christy. This the one in the Bronx? Yes, the one in the Bronx. What up, Christy? Talk to us. Why are they bashing us? I don't know, I Christy. have no idea. Listen, let me tell you something. We have degrees. Some of us just wanted to drive the bus. Wow. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's the that's, that's the thing, and, and, and and especially coming up in New York, where a lot of times it's difficult to find jobs. So a lot of a lot of my friends had to become bus drivers, had to become, uh, you know, t- toll collectors because that's the only job that they, that they they could find. And we are those are careers for us. Yes, they're not jobs, they're careers. That's Listen, right, man. Uh, by the way, us entertainers. 
The only way, the only reason we have careers is because everyday working class people support us. Who do you think listens to the radio? Who buys the tickets? Who buys the tickets? Who downloads the podcast? Who buys the books? You know what I mean? Who comes to the events? It's the everyday working class people. And I am extremely appreciative of the everyday working class people. You and me both. That's why you Charlemagne right there. That's what I like. You and me both. Right there. 800-585-1051. 800-585-1051. We're talking Ebony K. Williams. She said this. Does this insult the working class people? Let's talk about it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host Kim Whitley here joining us. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Ebony K. Williams. She talked about she would never date a bus driver, and then she doubled down and said this: "I only saw a handful that even considered the possibility." of a bus owner being a more aspirational position. Now, I suspect that some of y'all are the same men that were bringing home C's and D's on your report cards, only to then be coddled by parents that said, well, that's okay, as long as you're doing your best. Well, listen, I love and believe in the excellence of black men. So no, my dear, C's and D's or any other form of mediocrity is not okay. But could it be that black America has been sold a narrative of average, regular, and typical being good enough for us? Hmm. Well, see, that's called white supremacy. So we're taking your phone calls this morning. What's your thoughts? Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Janae. Hey, Janae. I'm what? calling from Detroit. What up, Good morning, DJ MP, Charlie Mae, Kim. Mm-hmm. Hey. What's your thoughts, mama? I definitely feel like this is the reason why she's single. I feel like if the person is putting God first, is loving you unconditionally, why should the occupation matter? Because she want to go to dinner somewhere, uh, I guess expensive, and, you know, women are like, who paying? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm with Kim. Like, me and my husband, we get out here, we work hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I have five kids prior to him, he has two. He, wow. But he loves God first, and he loves me and my kids. So, as long as he's providing and meeting all our needs, that's right, and you're happy. Get out here and do what you need to do to get out here and hustle. Right. And make sure that your family is being, or, you know, you take care of your family. But that's probably why she's single now, so. Yeah. All right, well, thank you. That's some good advertisement for her. I'm telling you, we done said her name so many times this morning. Oh, yeah, no, Ebony the homie. Yeah, you now nah, she's the homie. Like she's been up here several times. That's but, you right. know, you know what it made me think about it, too, is, is mm-hmm. the people that support Ebony, that watch her shows, that watch her on reality shows, that watch her, her mm-hmm. new judge show. Those are quote unquote the, the average, the average the, 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 those average yeah. people you're talking about. Yes. The, the everyday working class are who you want to support your podcast. Oh, you don't want them to turn away from you because it's going to go down. <laughs> the ratings right. are going to go down. That's right. That's right. Yes. Hello, who's this? Hello, good morning. This is Sean Stone. I think I think all sanitation workers should strike today, Sean Stone. So y'all can just, <laughs> just, 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 show, just show the world how nasty the world will be if y'all don't do y'all job. Just leave the trash I, on I, the street. I'm telling you, man. But let me say good morning to Ken Whitley, though, man. Hey. Auntie Sugar. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing beautiful, lady. You know, oh. I loved you on Friday. Just want to let you know that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. What you think about Ebony? Hey, man, I think what Ebony is saying is kind of foolish, man, you know, and as a sanitation uh, worker, you know, I'm in love with Lala Anthony, right, Kim? Right, I hear you. You put her before and me. And I feel like uh-huh. she, I, even Lala Anthony one time was saying on the Breakfast Club that, you know, a lot of millionaires, she don't even have anything in common with them because they don't even know how to have conversations. And just a simple fact that Ebony K. Williams 
she have a right for her own opinion to want to date whoever she wanted to date. But at the same time, as a sanitation worker, I wouldn't even want to date her. You know what I mean? Because she seems like she just come with a lot of issues. But she doesn't want to date you either. I don't know if you know. It's all good. I want to. I want to be in church. She's not even my type, baby. <laughs> She's too bougie. Too bougie for you. Wow. I yeah, man. And I don't like. The, like I don't her. like her attitude. They all by themselves. I got a lot of friends like her, and they all lonely. Hello, who's this? Hi, it's Rachel. Rachel, good morning. Talk to us, Rachel. What you think about Ebony K. Williams' comments? Good morning. I myself am offended for all the many students that I've educated who have become bus drivers, mm. plumbers, electricians. Mm. She needs to retract her comment and make it more personal. Yes. If she's a millionaire and she prefers to date one, she should say that. But she should not talk down about men who are out here working hard, normal, quote unquote, normal jobs. But I'm more offended by the C's and D's comments. Right. Because I've been it. educating students since 99 and I am a mother. And that is so disrespectful. Yeah. It's... There are children out here who can only get a C. Do you know why? Why am I? Learning, learning disabilities. Mm-hmm. I, I said learning disabilities, but then also uh, a systemic exactly. bias in education. Exactly. Yep. Thank you. And, and there's a huge bias. My kids are taking the New York State math essay. They're not ready for it, right? Because it's a bias test. Yes. So how does she know that these and these weren't their best and that their parents weren't doing their best? No. That was a horrible comment. And she really, really needs to say something again. Well, thank you, Rachel. And we appreciate you being a teacher. We know how tough it is. We know how difficult it is. I know you don't get the supplies you need. I know you're overworked. And I know you got to deal with some of them crazy kids sometimes. We appreciate you. Yes, we do. Thank you. And I appreciate you guys because comments like this should be discussed. But this might be a learning lesson for her. Rachel, where you yeah. where you from, Rachel? I'm, I'm from the Bronx. I teach in the Bronx as well. Oh, Lord, Jesus. have mercy. God can, can, bless can we you. Buy you some lunch today? Can we buy you some lunch today? Because since you're a teacher from the Bronx, what's your mm-hmm. cash app? Absolutely, but what I would prefer is I own a juice bar in Harlem if I could shout out my juice bar. There you go. go. See, I like that. Go ahead. Go. Unk's Place. I'm at Unk's Place, 1962 Madison Avenue. Unk's Place. What's it called? 92 what? Madison Avenue? 1962 Madison Avenue. 1962 Madison Avenue. If you're in Harlem, go check her out, and we appreciate you again, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the breakfast club. Absolutely. All right, Rich. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, good morning, fam. Now you agree with you agree with Ebony K. Williams. I, I think that she could have worded that better. Okay. But at the same token, all right, so I was I was a trash worker for twenty years. Right? Mm-hmm. Um and, and and they and they need us out here. I started my own company, my wife and I started our own company since then, but there's nothing wrong with being a trash worker. Nobody aspires to be a trash worker. You see what I'm saying? So we have to do, so, you know, our parents have to do better to uh, push us to do better. You know, although we, we, we are essential workers, we, we are needed out here, we are necessary, but we're not looked, but we are always looked down upon. No, you're not. No, no. not at all. No, you're not. Not not to us. Not in New York. Because guess what? When that trash <laughs> well, start piling up, the further, where is the sanitation workers? Yeah. Where are the sanitation and, workers and, to pick up the work? But I, I'm going to put it to you like this. We are we are wanted when we are needed, but when we aren't needed, 
But see, that's the thing. Y'all, 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 y'all always need it. I, I can't think of a time that y'all not need it. Never. Yeah, I think it's it's changed. I think that might have been twenty I, years ago. I tried to holler at my uh my trash worker. He was so fine. He got out that truck. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I said, how you doing? Let me help you with that bag. Well, thank you, Rich. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I appreciate all the sanitation workers. All them. of them. Sometimes when you block the, the street, sometimes we can't get by. But other than that, I appreciate you guys. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> The, the, What's the moral the, of the story? That the moral of the story is that everyday working class people are not average. They're not mediocre. They're mm-hmm. not typical. And it's a level of elitism in those words that I don't like. And you know, Ebony is the homie. She's entitled to her mm-hmm. preference. She can date whoever she wants to date. She can have whatever standards she wants. But let's not put down everyday working class people in the process. And us entertainers, we need to stop overinflating our worth. Okay, we yes. are not essential. Mm-hmm. And if those everyday no. working class people don't support us, That's right. we don't have careers. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. That's right. I think it was said. I think, and when we, I was younger, I probably said something crazy like that. And I know these young girls are like, "No, I want this. I want a ball player. I want this, and I want that." So we do uh, continue uh, mm-hmm. to have the stereotype. You look on Instagram. I, my niece, you know, always, I want a baller. I want this and that. It's absolutely true. It's when you get older, you realize the worth of right. a man, not just money. Because I'm telling you, a lot of men, you can have a lot of money. They can be beating you behind at home. Mm-hmm. They can be treating you wrong. They can be cheating on you. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the case is. So you really got to look at the man himself. There you go. All right. Well, when we come back, we got your rumor report. Deontay Wilder, he was arrested yesterday. We'll tell no. you why. Yeah. What? In LA. We'll tell you why when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen.
Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host, Kim Whitley. Not hey. Kim. Where did you find soul food at 7 a.m. in the morning? First of all, you ain't I need no to sell my shenanigans. I got some green she stuck got in my green, right She here. got ribs, macaroni, and cheese. Okay, but if you busted me, I'm trying to hurry up and get it out my tooth. <laughs> you eating that low vibrational plate at 7.50 in the low morning? Vi- <laughs> Why are you calling low vibrational? <laughs> you know what? I just got some protein. Okay, hold on. I got something stuck in my macaroni and cheese stuck on this side. You know, Donkey of the Day today is about uh, making better uh, choices in regards to eating. <laughs> healthier choices. I did. Can't I just ate- ruin that. No, I did. I ate some greens. Yeah. And I ate, huh? I seen ribs. I seen ribs and That was a crazy plate for 7 50 in the morning. Is it that? I saw about four wings, (laughs) some Brussels sprouts. (laughs) But I got the greens in. And it looked homemade. That don't look like it it came from nowhere. It was. They round the corner. Y'all have food. People bring y'all something. Virgil's or some man brought the stuff over here. Oh, here now this morning? Yeah, it's right around the corner. You ain't smell that? That's how I found it. Oh, no, I ain't see it. Oh, they got food in here? They got food. Look at that. Nobody told us. Oh, they didn't tell you. I thought about y'all though when I was eating. <laughs> you thought about it. I came in, she eating it, she like throwing it away fast, like she didn't want nobody to see it. I didn't it. want y'all to see it. <laughs> Why they ain't bring breakfast? They, I heard that they bringing breakfast too. <laughs> they bring breakfast they too. Bring, I, I got all the food sources. Jesus, they bring us some breakfast. Y'all just wait on that, don't y'all? Go back over there I'm no, not, and no. get those delicious ribs mm. that fell off the bone into my mouth. Mm-mm-mm. Now you got a show this this uh, today, right or tomorrow? I do, I do. Uh, me and Sherry Shepard, we're going on the road, but tomorrow we got the city winery, but it's sold out. So let's don't do that. But two funny mamas. <laughs> no, don't do that. We are going on the road mm-hmm. on the 19th, May 19th. We're going to be in Brunswick, New Jersey at the State Theater. Mm-hmm. Then the next day on the 20th, we're going to be in Ben Salem, uh, Pennsylvania at the Excite Center at the PAX Casino. And then the next day, we're going to be on uh, May 21st, Wilmington, Delaware at the Grand Opera House. And you can get your tickets at SherryShowTV.com. You know, I'd be feeling some kind of way about that. I was like, why they got to go to your show to get the tickets? But please, uh, go get your tickets. <laughs> SherryShowTV.com. We sold out here, but come see us in uh, those three uh, those three places. It's okay. been fun. All right. Well, when we come back, we got your room report. We got to talk Deontay Wilder. He was arrested yesterday. We'll tell you why, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host, Kim Whitley, here. And let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Deontay Wilder. Rumor has it, rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty I patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. <laughs> I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes, right. on The Breakfast Club. Now, Deontay Wilder, former heavyweight boxing champ, he was arrested early Tuesday in L.A. for possession of a concealed weapon. Now, according to TMZ, officers pulled over his truck and uh, his 
windows were illegally tinted, they said. And they said his license plate was obstructed and they couldn't see inside, so they pulled him over. They smelled marijuana during the stop and found a 9mm handgun in his vehicle. Uh, he was later uh, later released on $35,000 bond. I don't even understand why they even later. put the, uh, the, the weed uh, smell in there, because ain't weed legal in California? It, it is, but it is kind of like driving and drinking. What if he's in the passenger seat? We don't know. I don't. We don't know if he was driving or not. I don't know, but you know, if you smell, if you roll your windows down and a puff of smoke comes out and you ain't snoop, it feels some kind of way. <laughs> I'm just saying, what if you're in the passenger seat or in the back seat? And I don't, I don't know what the. the I wonder where, where he was. Yeah. Though. It feels like it was his car, his mm-hmm. truck, and, and don't forget he had. Tenant when they don't play that. The dark tenant windows. You know, the police scary. Mm-hmm. The dark tenant windows and the license plate obstructed. So now they're looking at all these things. And I'm telling you, when they walked up to the car, they were nervous. They don't like the tenant window thing. Mm. They walked up to my car like that. I, I was like, hey, hey, my hands out the window because they, they don't want it to. They want to be able to see in the car. So now you roll the windows down. Smoke. They feel like mm, maybe he's driving like under the influence, even with a drink. And they have signs mm-hmm. all over L.A. Billboards. Yeah. You know, driving high is like driving drunk. I don't know if he was driving, though. And then you say the weapon was concealed, right? Yeah, the weapon was concealed. I'm sure they searched it and found it. And then he he, he released a statement they believe is uh, uh, in, in talking in this. He said, I'd rather be safe than sorry. That's right. And what mm-hmm. if, did, did he have a license for it? I don't know what the gun laws are in Cali. They haven't said yet. Mm-hmm. New York and, and L.A. is probably one of the two places, the hardest part, to, the hardest places to get gun licenses. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, that was trouble for me. So, wait a minute. Let me explain. You got your license in, huh? in L.A.? I did. I do have Casilla, a where you walk around with it? Oh, I didn't get that part because oh, I was you're afraid. Getting, I got the, the regular one. On the house, yeah. At the crib. But mm-hmm. I thought about getting the concealed. But I was like, until I go practice and know what I'm doing, now mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need to be touching a gun. Oh, mm-hmm. so you don't have nothing at the house? No, I, at the house. Okay, what you got at the house? I got uh, uh, what some things that be on the police oh, movies. What, huh? A nine? A Glock nine? Yeah, that's it. But okay. I can't oh, pull boy. it back. But what? It, and it's a part because I got a kid. So it's got a, it's got the lock through oh, it. It's Lord separate, Lord. and you the ammunition. Go I know. Cause somebody come in my house, I'll be like, hold up, hold on, you wait a minute. I'm gonna put this together. I gotta put this together. Lord, I, gotta, I gotta put the A and the B and then the C Jesus and then there's no Christ. bullets and then there's a single. Yeah, oh my yeah, goodness. yeah. A bunch Gracious. of us uh, actresses went together and all got them. We were like, oh, we gonna do this. We're gonna protect our homes. Eh, and none of us gone to practice, and it's very important gun safety. So mm, absolutely, yeah, we got to do this. So I want to understand. So he, what was his statement? I didn't understand that statement. I'd rather be safe than sorry. What's P- that pretty mean? much. Well, to me, it seems like I'd rather be safe, like carrying my gun with me That's to protect right. myself, especially since carjackings are up, robberies oh, are up. Okay, and sorry, and somebody That's catch right. me later on. So I'd rather be caught with it than caught without. But it. what mm-hmm. would happen if that was New York? He go to jail for three years. Three and a half years, mandatory. <laughs> mandatory, yeah, mandatory. They don't play, huh? Mm-hmm. Little Wayne, Ja Rule, Black Barrett. After he won a Super Bowl for the city, they don't play them they don't play at, at all in at New York all. City. No, ma'am. Nope. No, no. I think LA is a little, little more lenient. Yeah, they're very lenient. Okay, very yeah. lenient. Now Ed Sheeran was in court this week, and he's saying he's stopping his career if he loses this lawsuit. Now, <gasps> this lawsuit is over his track "Thinking Out Loud." Can you play a little bit of it? One tear going down your eye every single time. <laughs> One tear will come out one eye every single time oh, yeah, you hit that I'm record. moist everywhere. Classic now, yeah. wedding record. Now they're saying that he sampled Marvin Marvin Gaye's "Let's Get It On." Play. Now this is the mashup. This is both of them together. Okay. No. I don't no. 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 I do not hear nothing. I don't hear nothing. No. What's go? What's what's? Let's get it on. Is a classic, classic, classic record. Thinking out loud is is classic too, but. 
Not let's not get like, it on, no, classic. You're not, nah. not like that. I don't hear nothing over no let's get it on. Play one more time. Play uh, thinking out loud. Oh, you trying to? Oh, I just cool. like the record. This record's dope. I love this record. I hear is I, I, one, one. They're similar. One, what? no, they're not similar. One has similar tempo. So much soul. Right. Come on, Marvin Gaye got so much soul. It's deep down in your eyes. Ed, deep down. Ed, Ed, Ed got Ed got Ed got a little bit of soul. It's a great record, but yes. this, it's just a it's a different caliber of soul. There's no burnt merle. Ain't no burnt merle, man. But no, can mm-hmm. I ask y'all a general question? Yes. So in all the songs in the world, you can't have like tempos or the you can't have a little but bit I guess of that, that's why they're suing so, but I think what what also happened is when Ed Sheeran does his show sometimes he does a mashup with both of them oh. and I think that's what because I think they brought up the mashup in the court and he says yeah I do a mashup all the time with a, with a bunch of different songs yeah. but I think that's what, what did it but shout out to Ed Sheeran we don't want you to stop uh, your career please, I would have never I would have never stop. thought of that if you hadn't said it if right. somebody hadn't said this sounds like Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on. I would have never thought about no, it. Oh no, people it, have heard, taken heard Marvin Gaye songs before, but yeah, yes. yeah. Not, I, I still I don't, don't hear. This All right, well, that is your rumor report, Charlamagne. Mm-hmm. Who are you giving that down to? Man, four after the hour, uh, we was just talking about Kim's unhealthy food choices. Oh, yes. So we need a young woman named Megan to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with her. Oh. She made some unhealthy choices for her, her child, <laughs> and her teacher. The child's teacher called her on it. We'll discuss. Are we gonna play a game? Okay. We could definitely play the game. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're going to do this next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Pete Davidson is everywhere. And now everywhere includes Buckkiss, his new semi-autobiographical comedy series on Peacock, also starring Eddie Falco and Joe Pesci. Buckkiss screams May 4th only on Peacock. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day at Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a little bit of a mixed one. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but donkey of the day is a new one. Yeah, it's donkey of the day for Wednesday, <laughs> May 3rd. Goes to a young woman named Megan. Uh, Megan is a mother of two, and part of her parenting process is TikTok. I really don't know what's happening anymore. I don't... Uh, judge, but apparently TikTok is the place to be for moms. And this woman recently went viral because she posted a clip that has 568,000 views. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna read you the headline of this New York Post article. Uh, my kid's teacher sent him home with a note saying my lunch wasn't healthy, so I unenrolled him. Yes, Megan decided to unroll, unenroll her child from preschool because the teacher sent home a note saying the child's lunch wasn't healthy. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Uh, let's make, let's go to Megan's TikTok for the report, please. I sent my son to school with Pringles, which is a very age-appropriate snack for a three-year-old. And this is what his school said. Please help us make healthy choices at school. They wrote that on his Pringles cup. They snack-shamed my three-year-old. They snack-shamed me by writing that passive-aggressively on his trash. What would you do? I messaged the school personally and said that that was snack shaming and that we at our house do not label things as healthy and unhealthy because that starts eating disorders. And I'm just curious, what would you do? (laughs) Megan, regardless of how you label food, uh, there is absolutely unhealthy food and healthy food. Uh, That's a very confusing com- that's a very confusing comment okay saying at our house we do not label things as healthy and unhealthy uh you know is, is nuts 
because that's what actually starts eating disorders. Okay, yeah, you're right. That kind of mentality does, you know, cause eating disorders, and it causes your little fat kid to eat disorder and that order Jeez. and that order because all you probably order is unhealthy things. What's nuts here is a teacher at the school told Megan. She said, uh, she said that Megan actually was the one who was being passive aggressive because a note was sent home about packing healthy foods for their kids from Megan when they first enrolled in the school. But even after that note, Megan still sent her son to school with Pringles. Megan, you must practice what you preach. If you're going to tell the school that they need to have healthier options, then you just need to have healthy options and your kids lunch. And I know you responded by packing Pringles with a granola bar, yogurt, fruit, okay, a bunch of healthy stuff. But ma'am, the unhealthy snack is still there, okay? Just because you're surrounded with fruits and granola doesn't mean you're not breaking the rules, okay? Rules that you attempted to set. If I say no crack is allowed at work, mm-hmm. okay, just say no, you can't smoke rock. If you come in here with the crack and some green juice, broccoli and egg whites, you're still bringing in what we said not to, okay? And I'm so sick of y'all putting shaming at the end of everything. Y'all just making up stuff. Snack shaming? That's what we on now, Really? I've been getting snack shame my whole life then. Parents were supposed to snack shame. Try to sneak a cookie before dinner and see what happens. Okay, I used to sneak slices of German chocolate cake before dinner when I was a kid. And you would think I stole a car or something the way I got shame for it. Okay, eating that damn cake before you got something hot in your stomach. See, I grew up in the 1900s when if you were fat, you would get called fat. Okay, no political correctness was happening at all. See, Megan, what you call snack shaming, we would call fat prevention. Because if you don't have more people that hold parents accountable, then you get more kids that grow up. Looking like Big Mac from Wildin' Out. And that's not a shot at Big Mac from Wildin' Out. I love Big Mac from Wildin' Out. That's my guy, okay? By the way, I literally talked to Big Mac about this. And he referred me to high-ranking members of the Fat Lives Matter community. And they told me Pringles are a gateway drug. That's why the slogan is... shut up, They did. They did. They did. They said that's why the slogan is, once you pop, you can't stop. So all that teacher was doing was trying to stop you from giving your child unhealthy choices. Now, Megan, is that a reason to take your child out of that preschool? Do we have the audio of her talking about that, taking the child out of preschool? We don't say this is healthy, this is unhealthy. We don't want them programmed like that. I have a background in mental health counseling. I am not going to let my kids get a freaking eating disorder because of a school labeling things as healthy and unhealthy. That to me is unhealthy. So I dropped my son off at school today. I checked him in and I saw that the director was there. So I initiated the conversation. So I just shared how I was disappointed with how That's you know fine. it was handled. I wish that they had reached out to me directly. And she shared that, you know, it was passive aggressive of me to keep sending him Pringles after they did share. And yes, some of you asked, yes, they did share to send healthy snacks, but I didn't consider Pringles to be like this unhealthy snack. Anyways, there was just no um, apology. There was no taking responsibility. And my son's been there for quite some time and we had him registered for their summer program. And at the end of the conversation, she shared, we no longer have a part-time spot for your son this summer. I walked downstairs and I just checked my son out and that's that, we're done there. So you unenrolled your child because the teacher said you need to make healthier lifestyle choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have to stop performing for the Internet. Like, like this is her trying to get sympathy from TikTok because this is no reason to take your kid out of school. Am I tripping? No, 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 no. It's too much. I think they kicked her out first. She, That's what she it seemed like, right? Because they kicked her out of the summer program mm-hmm. because they tired of dealing with her. Mm-hmm. If she's getting upset about this little note mm-hmm. and she's like, he's been there for a long time. Yeah. He's in preschool. He's been there for six months. Yeah. I mean, no, what, 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 what don't you agree about? 
what did you This is the thing, right? I have six kids, right? Okay. And, and we all know that sometimes your kids eat different things. So mm-hmm. if I go, because this is a snack that's okay. supposed to hold your kid over for lunch, right? right? And you know having kids, sometimes your kids are very picky. They might not want vegetables. They might not want fruit. So they what? might They're only kids. eat chips. So kids. I, I just want them to be fine until that next meal comes. And if it's fruit snacks, if it's chips, They're whatever it may be. be. We what? know better. That's why we feed them That's better. Why yeah, I don't want my kid it. to be hungry at three years old, hungry because he's not going to eat the vegetables. If he's, he's hungry not enough, he's going to eat the vegetables. He's not going to eat that. See, no. no. I agree with Charlamagne. That's why I'm that. on Weight Watchers now because <laughs> I ate all them little snacks and fattening stuff. My mama said, well, I wish I'd have gave you a little bit better food See? choices. But if See? I know my kids don't eat vegetables or fruit, I'm not going to say, well, you, I'm going to give it to you. You're just going to be hungry. No, I'm going to give you something at three. He's not six. He's not nine. He's three. All I'm saying is this ain't no reason to unroll your kid. Okay, no, write a no. note back, pull up to the teacher, have a conversation like you did, tell them mind their business, but unenrolling the kid, stop it. Because now she's going to cause more problems. Now the kid's going right. to miss his friends, all kinds of things. Right. Going, and now you're taking him out. What are you teaching and, this child? And, 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 and what Kim said is very true, man. Um, you know what her mom said to her, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Snack, snack shaming today could prevent future fat shaming later in life. That future Please. fat shaming, I, I agree. And I, I've done it, but I, I, was, I was mad when Charlamagne said that too. <laughs> I, I, I put my son I put the chips in there But I put some grapes And a banana See? You're right I See? do surround it And, and I chi- got that note From the school And the banana come back The, 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 the grapes come back Sometimes, The strawberries come back you know And eat all the chips No the Because the kids Share with other kids So That's the right. school is trying To keep a healthy environment That's right Because they're going to Give the chips and share And then the other parents Are going to complain Please so give I, Megan The biggest hee huh? The credit's been rolling on BET, by the way. I know, I know. Can you, just, you don't want to play a game, man? You can hear tell by her voice what game it is. Okay. We don't have time. Sorry, sir. All right. Yes. Oh, dang. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. You want to open up the phones? Right, what game? Man, let's open up the phones. Why not? Let's open up the phone. 800-585-1051. Thank you to BET. We'll see you guys tomorrow. That's right. Everybody else, let's, let's talk about this. 800-585-1051. This teacher got the gall. The audacity to tell me what I should be giving my kids as a snack. Mm. If I want to give my kids cookies, potato chips, fruit snacks, if I want to give them some oxtail and macaroni and cheese or whatever I want to give my kid as a snack, that's my opinion. That's what I want to do. Don't tell me what I'm going to do because you know what I'm going to do the next day? I'm going to give you more snacks. So you just more junk. No. More feet. stuff. So you're only hurting your child by doing that. Child you're not hurting too. the teacher. That's it. You grew up on chips. You pretty all right. I got high cholesterol, all right? right maybe, maybe not. Right, my calcium test was a 76. All right, maybe not. 800 585 Heart disease runs in my family. Let's talk okay. about it. I have beginning stages of coronary right, heart disease right, right now. Touche. Okay. Right. Touche. Bad example. It's the Breakfast Club. <laughs> Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, Charlemagne gave Donkey today to who? Uh, a young lady named Megan. Megan is one of these uh, mothers who like to be on TikTok all day, every day. And Megan unenrolled her child out of preschool because the teacher 
sent her a note back saying that she needs to give her kids healthier options for lunch. All right, man. So we're asking, what is your thoughts? 800-585-1051. We start with you, Kim. What's your, what's your thoughts, Kim? Well, my thoughts of course, she's our co-host. Hey, y'all. Uh, I think absolutely the teacher should have told her, stop sending over those uh, oxtails and rice that you give your kids uh, <laughs> to the school. I think, you know, it should never happen. We got to think about children share their food. Now, I don't want, just like they, they're taking all peanuts out of school. Right. Because kids are, have peanut allergies. Correct. So it's the same thing. I, I, they sent this, they said, stop sending this uh, these potato chips over here and put the, she's helping the kid. When the kid gets older in life, the kid's going to live a good life, won't have high cholesterol and close to diabetes like me. So I, I have six kids, so it, it's, my kids are very picky eaters, right? Thank God my, my, my daughters, they eat healthy snacks, right? So they'll eat vegetables, they'll eat fruit. But my son, who's eight years old, Jackson, he doesn't like fruit and vegetables like that. So for me, I just want to make sure that he has something in his system until lunch comes. So if I know he's not going to eat fruit and I know he's not going to eat vegetables, I'm going to put something in there that he's going to enjoy that's going to hold him down to lunch. If that's a fruit snack, if that is... Fruit, that was good. Fruit snack. Okay. Well, fruit snack ain't really... That ain't no... You know, well, you know what I mean? It's, it's not that. fruit snack. Or if, if I'm going to put him, you know, some Pringles or some chips not or something like that. Not Pringles, you can do baked chips. We have baked chips They don't now. taste good. You know them baked chips don't taste good. You don't eat them. Do you some, eat them? Huh? No, see? You don't eat them because I, I don't I, eat them. They taste nasty. Some of them, you got to get the right brand. The, the, the problem is since when are we upset at schools for telling our kids to eat healthier? They've been doing that since I was in school in the 1900s. They all, like like they always showed us the fa- the the, uh, the four food groups or the five food, food groups. groups. I don't even remember no more. That, that pyramid that we had the pyramid. Yeah. With all of the they always showed us what was healthy and what wasn't healthy. Yeah, but they didn't tell us. They didn't send a note back on your on your snack and say don't send this no more fatty. They didn't say that. Yeah, the the now, teacher didn't say that. Fatty, that's you exaggerating. Fatty, the teacher did not I say wish, that. I mean, why is everything got to be shame? Uh, a food shame, fat shame. Uh, eraser shame. Everything is a shame. I don't think she's going to do that. What's a shame is that she took him out of school. Now that's going to hurt him more than saying, oh honey, you can't eat those Pringles. Let's make better choices. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? This is Eve from Jersey. Hey Eve from Jersey. What's your thought, mama? My thought is this. I have two little girls and they're extremely stubborn, right? And they will not eat fruits and vegetables if that's not what they want. So just give them some Pringles and keep it trucking. That way they won't starve. I'm with you. That way they're not hungry during school until lunch comes. Just give them something to get them over. What's wrong with the yogurt and the apple? They might not like it. But why didn't you start? There's nothing wrong with the yogurt and the apple. You feel me? It's just at the end of the day, if the kid ain't going to eat it, they're not going to eat it. If they're hungry enough, they're going to eat it. Trust me. I think part of breaking generational curses is... uh, feeding our kids better than we were fed you know what i mean so if we know that these are healthier options why not just give the kid healthy options why even have the, the negative as an option and why not start it in the beginning of when they start eating right. solid food that's you right. start with that that's right karen. not convenience like you just want to throw fruit snacks because you don't feel like cooking karen hi mv hey good what's your thoughts karen so i agree with the school i feel like the school um is making the right decision as far as wanting children to eat healthier, like you said, it starts when they're young. Also, if the parent wants to dictate what the child eats at school, keep your child at home. You don't have to send them to school until they're in what fourth, um, they're four years old or in the kindergarten. You can keep them at home. Yeah. My child is about to be um, in three K. He's three years old. And I have the option, either I can send him to Kings Bay Wide where they do not allow you to bring outside schools because they're kosher, 
Or I can leave him at home with my Jamaican mother who's going to give him porridge until, you know, lunchtime or whatever. Porridge. Now, porridge. Porridge. By the way, you, you need to put porridge on them kids' stomach early in the morning. They will not be hungry until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Exactly. <laughs> until 5 o'clock that night. You put but, that porridge on them 7 o'clock in the morning, they will not be hungry until 1 o'clock. But First your kid all, goes to porridge. school for education, not for the meals that they eat. But yeah. they have to. Their kids are with I was a teacher. The kids are with us more than they're at home. Correct. So right. we have to make sure they eat properly, act properly, all this. There's a lot on teachers and schools, okay? That's why in Ghana, they do the rice and they do that... Uh, Damn, what branding that the the dough thing? The you know, dough, the, the, the bread, they the dip dough they the, take and yeah. sticking it because that they eat that early in the morning because it stays on your stomach all day I long. I saw that porridge. Hello, and, oh, is this the three bears? What, where is porridge? The porridge. <laughs> what in the world? That's Caribbean thing. They do this oh, Jamaican the porridge. porridge. Hello, is that oatmeal. Good morning. Hey, what's your name? Jolila. Hey, Jolila. What's your thought? Okay, my thought is I agree with the appearance to a certain extent. She she didn't have to unroll them, but I have a five year old. He's sticky. Chips, vegetables, whatever she wants to give him as a snack is fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever snacks you wanted to give him was fine. She didn't have to take him out of the school, but but then you whatever snacks you wanted to give him was fine. That's why I gave her a donkey today. Unenrolling your kid, you just performing for social media. Yeah, she doing, and the school is sick of her. Trust me, this ain't her first time. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. What are your thoughts? That Charlamagne gave donkey today to who, Charla? Her name is Megan. She's a teacher uh, who got upset because her the teacher. She's not a teacher. She's a parent who got upset because the teacher told her that she needs to start giving her kid more healthy options to eat. All right, we'll talk about it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Steady, call my phone. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Kim Whitley here is hey. here. That's our guest co-host. Now, Charlemagne gave Donkey today to Megan, and Megan is a parent who got very upset when a teacher wrote on her child's Pringle box and say, "Hey, I think you need to send healthier options, fatty." Right? That shit is. Nobody that. said that. <laughs> oh. That's not what she said. That's how right. I took and it. this is my thing. She went up with her child is a preschooler. She he can't read yet. She talking about you fat shaming my child. That is facts. I didn't think about that. Yeah, shit. The baby can't read. That. <laughs> the baby can't read. You're fat shaming him. The baby ain't reading. You're telling the baby. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Who do you agree with? I agree with the parents. I say, hey, I just need something that's going to get my kids over, tie him over to lunch, and whatever he wants, just give it to him. Hello, who's this? What's up, man? This is Marvin. He's down in Detroit. Monty, what's up? Detroit, what up, though? What's Monty, your, what's your Monty sound like he eating Pringles right now. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I agree with the, uh, the mom. She, she, can, she can be able to send her kids to school, whatever she wants, man. All that shit. Is a form of control. No, no, it's not Thank a form you, of control. We got it. These schools have to be, they're being held accountable for this kind of stuff. We're, we deal with obesity in this country uh, through these children. So we got to start somewhere. Some of the parents don't know. Like my mama said she didn't know. She didn't know. She wished somebody would have taught her. And then my big behind is sitting there trying to lose 30 pounds right now. I got Pringles over here in my socks. <laughs> Jaleesa. Hi, good morning. Hey, good morning. What's your thoughts, Jaleesa? So I feel like the um. The, oh my God! Sorry. Give him some Pringles. Give him some Pringles. <laughs> See that? Don't, don't you get that little baby no I Pringles? Like Pringles will work. Go ahead. What's, what's your thought, Mama? What's your comment? I feel like the school should have sent like a note home to the entire class instead of just like. Sending that one home to that mom on the Pringles. Oh, that was passive aggressive. This would have been better. 
Like, if I was that mom, I would have sent circles every single day to the school, too. Like, don't be trying me like that. That was mean. I, I, I can see that. I can see that. But I, but you wouldn't have taken your child out of school, would you? Too we, much. We lost she went the too far. I'd have treated like TSA. I'd have taken all the Pringles every day and ate them. Man, I, I mean, I got I got a letter before when my wife went away. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife went to, uh, she went on vacation with her girl. She went on a girl trip and I was holding down the fort for 20 days. And Ooh. I definitely got a letter from the school and was like, hey, you know, maybe you should put some, some healthier things. But it wasn't to me. It was like a, a direct letter, but I knew it was to me. Okay, but she did it for the whole school. They did it for the whole school, but I knew it was for me. I knew it was for me. First of all, what kind of who sends their wife gone for twenty days? I see why y'all still married. That is fantastic. No, I mean we've been we've been together twenty eight years, twenty nine years. We've been married twenty two years. She wanted to go uh, visit her best friend in Thailand, so her and the girls went over there. So I held down the fort. So Daddy made sandwiches for for snacks, and I had cookies, and I had you know I had some grapes and fruit, but I also but you did put what you chips, did. and I did yeah. Because six kids, you, that's, ooh, that was a lot. He was running a, he was running a lunch but, room. No, but I got a 21-year-old and a one-year-old, so it, the, oh. it, it it's, it's all over the place. Oh, that is, I, I want to talk to you about that when we off air. <laughs> and, and matter of fact, you should have uh, uh, donated some of yours to some people <laughs> to, around to here some sperm to sperm day. Day. The you should have gave it to the brat? Yeah, yeah it would have been okay. nice. been a cute little kid. Still kind of white, but still. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. What's the moral of the story? I mean, the moral of the story is Pringles isn't the the most unhealthy snack, right? But I just feel like that's not a reason to unroll your child. Correct. No. Unenroll your child because, out of school. Because that's going to hurt him more. That's right. Absolutely. Now, I'm, I'm seeing the lady didn't put a soda can in, 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 the, in the lunchbox or something like that, but still, but I, I get it. Soda's the devil. Yeah, it is. But see, we didn't know that 20 years ago. That's what I'm just trying to say. All right. The well, school's trying to do better. All right. Well, we got uh, rumors on the way. Uh, and if you didn't hear, Ebony K. Williams, we talked about it in the 6 o'clock hour this morning. Talked about way earlier. She doubled down. And we're going to talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters— I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host, Kim Whitley, here. And let's get to the rumors. And Kim is in the rumors. Rumor has it, rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. On The Breakfast Club. You know, last time uh, Kim was up here, she was up here with uh, Tisha Campbell yep. and Yvette Nicole Brown, right. and they were promoting uh, At Your Age. At Your Age, at yep. your age. Yep, yep, yep. back and, on um, June 3rd. Uh-huh. No. Go ahead. And, and Kim started telling the story. Yeah, I remember. And Yvette Nicole Brown stopped it. Can we flash back to that? She sure did. Wait a minute. Me and Gerald LeBert, of course, were very good friends and close. And I remember on my Define journey. Close. I'm kidding. Gerald, we were so close. He said, uh, he said, when we get 50, he said, this is what we said. If we're both not married, we're going to get married. Mm. Then there was, I'm telling a lot on well, this you show. Not, you, you ain't got to tell it. Go okay. Put it in your book. 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 There was one BET no, no, award. You, you did it. No, no, no. You did it. Now you told me. Well, listen again. No, no, no. Kim. Okay. Let it go. Kim, you right here. Kim, Kim, Kim. It's like the devil in the Kim, right here, Kim. So nobody's here to stop now. Yeah, nobody oh here to stop him. Feel oh, free. Feel sneaky. free to finish the story. Y'all are sneaky. One time at the BET Awards. That's the last thing I heard. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe y'all bringing this up. Look, okay, y'all, this is what happened. No, because I can say it now. Gerald's been gone for a while. And, uh, yeah, he, he probably has, uh, of course, women out there that uh, he probably was dating at the same time or around. Uh, Gerald not in date like we're just on and off and we were very good friends mm -hmm. let's just put it out that we were very good friends and i remember a conversation that we had and he said if we not married either one of us are married by 50 we're gonna get married okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then he said this was this was another time he said look I, I can't i'm not gonna tell you which bet award it was he said i'd like to for me and you to go out together to present an award and i'd like to announce our engagement wow i was like I was like, what? Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, okay, that's how we're, we're that kind of friends. He didn't say like, hey, will you marry me? Mm -hmm. I was like, that sounds good. He mm -hmm. said, wouldn't that be great? And I said, yeah. And uh, something happened uh, with the award show and uh, us presenting. So not only did we not announce it, you know. He never, we, he never we, got a chance to propose. No, never got a chance to propose. And, and things happen. And then, you know. So, that's a player. That's a player ass uh, that was move. proposal. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I would like to walk out here. Yeah, and when I walk out here, I'm gonna announce our engagement. That's cool with you. That, yeah, because I, I, <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of. I look back on it. I was like, that's kind of play. You fell for that, huh? That's what you fell for. <laughs> I probably did something nasty that night too when I think about it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Drop my tools bombs with Kim Willie and Jerry. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
this the Freaknik video I like, back. I, listen, I like OGT. I like the hair. Oh, God. That I, was I'm sure you'll memory. detail it in the book. I will. That's, That's right. right. All, all my stories. and uh, But that was my dude, no matter what. He was a very good friend. And I'm, st- I'm friends with his family. Uh, me and Eddie are talking about going out together. Uh, so, you know, we're still all cool. Absolutely. Sisters okay. and brothers. Now we got to talk to about Young Miami. Young Miami was doing an interview on the Jason Lee Show. And she talks about being bisexual and who she lusts after. Megan Thee Stallion. I'm a smash all day and tomorrow. Oh, I'm a pass because I'm, I'm gay. But she's hot. Megan just give me, like, she really can't, like, take me up and through them. So, have you been with a woman before? Mm-hmm. Sexually? Chase and I have been with a woman before. And you enjoyed it? I love it. Are you bisexual? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I always say that. Yeah, but, like, you say a lot, you just said earlier, you say a lot of things you don't mean it. You mean you say... No, you... I really do like girls. I won't be in a relationship with a girl, because okay. it's like, I'm not bitch girl. Like... <laughs> <laughs> But Megan could get it for a night. For a lifetime. Kim, why you look so perplexed? Uh, isn't she the same one that says she likes to be... Golden showers. Golden showers. Yes. And she likes that, too. She's telling a lot. Mm-hmm. Do we need to know all of this? And then, and then she wondered why Puffy was stuttering. This is, <laughs> this is why. You can't give up all of that. And he's like, ah, yeah, we... Uh, we no, she's uh, a trisexual. She's willing to try anything. Clearly. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what's the percentage of women that are, like, bisexual. And also, what's the difference between bisexual and women who have, like, been with a woman once? Because I hear women say that, like, you know, I've been with a woman once. That's called experimenting in college. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's what the, they call it. I, I, I don't... But see, men can't do that. Men does that. He's just gay. <laughs> he was just gay in college. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was gay. That gay. is true. It is a double standard. You're yeah. absolutely right. It, I, if you tried it, would you tell anyone though? Would a man actually be like, "Yeah"? No, nope, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think they would say. I, I tried that in college. Nowadays, yes, somebody would say that. that they need content for their podcasts. <laughs> they need content for their YouTube lives, Instagram lives. Yes, somebody would say that now. Yeah, I'm sure I, somebody has. No, I mean, but even with Young Miami, I love that she's open. But in ten years, she's gonna look back. These interviews last forever. Ever. Yeah. And if I was, you know, a friend of her, I'd tell her, I'd be like, hey, be careful. Don't forget, this is going to be forever. Now, nah, in 10 years, she ain't going to look back and think nothing. She's from Florida. Dropping the clues bombs for women from Florida. Women oh. from Florida don't regret nothing. Ask any of the old grandmas that was in the Uncle Luke videos, okay? They have the best time of their life. Boy. All right? You'll see when the Freak Nick Doc come out. They don't regret nothing. No, Are please. you crazy? These lawyers and, and the judges that now talk about, oh, we got to stop this. Because I know I was bucket naked on somebody's table. <laughs> yeah, you got to think back on Freak Nick. Yeah, that was pretty. That was a lot. There was a lot going on. I know women now that'll be like, that was me in the Uncle Luke video. I was in the Uncle Luke video. They'll say Ooh. that? I've heard a few women say that. So Jesus you. Christ. You know why they say that? Because their body don't look like it did. No, I can say it too. Look at me in the Uncle Luke video. Like, that oh, wasn't look at that you. waistline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus. And lastly, we got to talk. Uh, Young Miami talks about all this drama in women's rap. In the rap game right now, when it comes to females, there's so much drama. Why is it? Why, where, where does all the drama come from? I, I, I was just in the shower and I was saying, I was like, why is everybody be? I don't know. It'll be so much funner, funner if everybody could just be together. We could bring each other out on shows and just click up. Like, bad bitches rule the world. Like, I feel like bad bitch should really link up. Like, I feel like it should be a link up. That'll be dope if everybody could just get together, bring their personalities together, the different, you know, just, I think it'll be dope. Do you? Th- do you think that whenever 
because you are in a group, do you ever feel accountable for things that maybe JT is involved with or that you do and that she gets held accountable? I feel like I really don't care because I'm going to step behind her 10 toes down. So it's like if she said something and I got to stand on it, I'm going to stand on it because mm-hmm. that's, that's my bitch. Yeah. Like, I we a group. Let's not act like the women uh, in rap are doing something that hasn't been done before. Like beef is a part what of me. Beef is a part of rap music. Period. Like we'd love to see more oh, unity too, in yeah. rap, but it's always beef. It's always competitiveness in hip hop. Yeah. So you know, just because they're women, don't mean that you know the, the same rules aren't going to apply to them. Like they are women who rap. There's going to be competition. Mm-hmm. There's going to be beef. There's going to be smoke. It happens. Mm-hmm. And, and, and absolutely, because it's good for the music. I think you, so. If, always, if it actually translates to music, that's the problem. Right. It'd be on Twitter with tweets. The guys too. If, f- forget all that tweeting. Start to rap. Get on, go in the studio yeah. and rap. Go mm-hmm. like yeah, like they used to do. Go back and forth. Go in the studio. That's right. And put it out there. But I, I challenge Young Miami to start it. You got to start something. You want to be a part of it. She mm-hmm. needs to start embracing other female rappers and bringing them on stage. Yeah, she has been recently. I know she did a. Uh, a she's been doing a lot of records with uh, newer artists that are coming up. So I, I've seen her doing that. But that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix It Old Movies, The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. It's tough to find that right person, especially when it comes to hiring for an open role. But ZipRecruiter's matching technology makes it easy to find and invite great candidates to apply to your jobs. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. Hey, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host Kim Whitley here. And we got a special guest joining us today. Uh, he goes by the name of John Sykes. He's the president of Entertainment Enterprises here at iHeart. Our boss. One of the three wise men. That's right. <laughs> One of the three wise things over here. He's, he's uh, part responsible for this beautiful studio we have here and our deal with BET. Mm-hmm. And he is the chairman of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Good morning. Good to be here. Thanks for having me here on The Breakfast Club. I'm excited. You got to be tired because me and you left the game late last night. <laughs> Knicks won, though. Go Knicks. Man, they pulled it out and they just did great. How, how proud. Absolutely. I, I don't know why, you know, John, I, I've known you for so long, but I did not know you were the chairman of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I have complained a lot about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame changing their name. It should just be the Music Hall of Fame. Yeah. Why is it regulated to just rock and roll? Well, it's funny. Uh, Jay-Z said the same thing a couple years ago when he got in. I think over the past few years, not past years, past 10 or 20 years, people have mistaken rock and roll, uh, rock for rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Rock is a bunch of white guys playing guitars, mm-hmm. uh, which is part of rock and roll. Correct. Rock and roll came from rhythm, blues, gospel, uh, country, mm-hmm. and it's an amalgam of sounds that really represented young America and rebelling against their parents, the church, the government, and that's what rock and roll was. You know, for, I'd say... Um, Six of the uh, first ten inductees of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame were black. Chuck Berry, Little Richard, you mm-hmm. know, Fat Style, and on and on, Ray Charles. And so what happened was it spread and, and it, it found itself in, in the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. but also in Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. And then and now with hip hop. But if you trace all the music you hear that's moving young America, it goes back to the roots of rock and roll. So I really felt, and Jay's been my friend for many, many years, mm-hmm. and when, and he pushed back on it, like explained it to him. He goes, you know, you should tell more people about this, right? Yeah, because it's it, this. I get, yeah, it was reductively known as rock, which is only one 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 cornerstone. But when Jay Z won uh, or, or accepted his award that Dave Chappelle gave him in Cleveland uh, two years ago, he held it up and said, "Now that's rock and roll." Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So okay. And what's the criteria of, of being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Rock Hall of Fame, you have to have had a record out for at least 25 years. Mm. And, and so that's technically the criteria. Subjectively, the criteria is that you've moved culture. That something you've done has moved young fans or other artists to follow in your footsteps. 
So if you, uh, so just selling a lot of records is just one part of it. Having an impact and moving music, moving culture is uh, is is a big part of it. It's really excellent. Well, that's interesting because I wonder, uh, is there anyone who's been upset? They're like, I've done all that. I really want, because you have so many musicians. Is there anyone has been upset and like, I, I mark all these boxes. How can I get in? Oh, boy. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I have to unlist my phone number it's, and because and cause it's very subjective. And yeah. people say, well, I've done this. It's like mm-hmm. Cooperstown or NFL. Like, mm-hmm. why isn't so-and-so in baseball in Cooperstown? Mm-hmm. Why isn't so-and-so NFL? And it's that's where it moves from objective to subjective where once you have the criteria, you have a group of of 30, uh, a 30 nominee, uh, committees of, uh, made up of 30 nominees uh, or voters. And it's like Questlove, uh, little Steven from the Springsteen uh, band, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Grohl, music critics. It's this, amount, this group of... of uh, of experts, and then they send the thirty nom the thirty people nominate seventeen artists, and then they go to a general voting category of twelve hundred. So, so being that it's uh, in New York this year on the fiftieth year of hip hop, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a lot of a. Uh Hip hop inductees. Yeah, well, we've got DJ Cool Herc is getting the uh, wow. is getting the musical is getting the um, musical influence award. Okay, fifty wow. years ago. I wow. I know we're in Brooklyn, but he was in the Bronx yep, when, he, yep. when he found it. But mm-hmm. so we're going to honor DJ Cool Herc. Um, this is not hip hop, but uh, Don Cornelius Soul Train. Come on, Raps, yes, come, on come on, man. On. Yeah. He's going in, okay. and he's going in. He brought black music into not black homes, but white homes. Yes. And he was, you know, they call him the Black Dick Clark. So I got here, I go. Why isn't he in? Mm-hmm. So this year we're putting nice. him in. Mm-hmm. And I'll so be- it doesn't have to just be about recording artists, just people in music that push the culture. Because mm-hmm. exactly, gotcha. Because and we, I mean, there's a performer category, and that's that's what that's what Missy Elliott, Rage Against the Machine, Willie mm-hmm. Nelson, all these people are getting in. Then there's Willie spe- Nelson just getting in. Yeah, I know. See, wow. see, that's the problem. George Why? Michael just getting in. I know. Congrats oh, to Missy, Cheryl Crow, but yeah. Willie Nelson. Yeah, well, it's Jesus. interesting. I mean, the guy's ninety years old. Jesus. He finally gets in. <laughs> so we got. Is he coming? He's coming, man. Wow. He's coming. But here you have two. Um, you know, you have iconic moments. You have the 50th anniversary of the founding of hip hop, and Willie Nelson's 90th birthday happening that we're going to celebrate that night in wow. oh, that is going to be. I, I, is he going to perform? Uh, yeah, he per- he's going to perform. He's still playing. He played this week this week in Hollywood Bowl with, like everybody came to play with the Willie Nelson. The guy's he's 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 a machine. I heard he don't smoke no more. Though. I heard he, he, he still gets high, but he what? does like edibles. He don't he don't he actually don't smoke. Wow, because it's probably yeah. messing with his vocal cords. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he might. Did he have some type of cancer or something? Am I making he, this up? I'm not sure. But yeah. you know, at ninety, you got to change, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At ninety, really? It, it is. And by the way, Missy Elliott, first female hip hop artist ever to get in the Rock Hall of Fame. Really? Wow. First female. And but you know it also something about hip hop that people that people don't know is the last four years hip hop artists have gotten in first ballot, which is impossible. Wow. Which was which is Biggie, Jay, Eminem, and now Missy. Wow! So it's uh, but that shows what rock and roll. I and mean, you look at this, you look at the inductees list: Willie Nelson, Kate Bush, Missy Elliott, George Michael, Rage Against the Machine, Show Crow, The Spinners. It touches all bases. That's right. It well, does. I know you got to go because I know you, you're doing your Hold round, on. Your Music, musical yeah. Excellence Award. We got to talk about that too. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Now, Shaka Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Yeah. Shaka Khan. Let me rock your Shaka Khan. Al Cooper, yeah. Bernie Taupin. Yeah, Bernie Taupin wrote all his Elton John songs. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, oh, that's that's that. the songwriter because that's right. the musical excellence. It could be, it used to be called the Sidemen uh, category where like a drummer or a guitar player. And now, now Rogers is in this producer, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis are in, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff. Uh, it's it could be and Bernie who wrote for for um, Elton. Now occasionally a performer gets in musical excellence because Shaka Khan has been on the ballot so many times 
that that the that the um, committee decides it's time to put her in as, as a, oh, someone who's influenced music. So I'm proud. I'm proud when you look at this list. It's everybody. Mm-hmm. It's white, black, short, tall, fat, skinny. Yes. It's like mm-hmm. it's. But that's rock and roll. Rock and roll is not jazz. It's not elite. It's owned by the fans. It's, written, it's about sex mm-hmm. <laughs> when it was there, but it was about rebellion. And uh, so it, it 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 to be relevant, you gotta be evolving. That's right. Otherwise, you'd be the old person's hall of fame. That's right. right. Well, they, I mean, they right. play music here at the Breakfast Club. Is there a category where they ever get in? Oh, good to, question. Yeah, okay. Breakfast Club. Yeah, the Breakfast. It's music. Are there uh, any radio people in the rock and roll? <laughs> you know, uh, well, let me see. There was a DJ from San Francisco, I think, many many years ago, mm-hmm. when a progressive. But uh, that's why we're moving towards. Were Don, mm. like Don Cornelius mm-hmm. and people who 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 basically curated music. So I think DJs should be. Look at the yeah, records you brought. Would you? Look absolutely. At that. Well, well, I mean, DJ Cool Herc now. Cool Herc. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Well, it's the thirty eighth annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It goes down Friday, November third at the Barclays, and we appreciate you for stopping by. I know you got a lot of runs, a lot of stations to to, to run by this morning. <laughs> well, it's well, yeah. one floor here. That's right. It's easy. That's huh? right. But listen, thanks for having me. You know, I'm a fan of you guys so much, and I really. You, you know, this is you're so much a part of what is rock and roll from we've seen by the inductees, and uh, and I'm just so proud that you had me on. Thank you so much. It's John Sykes. Yes, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Kim Whitley, thank you for joining us and hanging with us again. We appreciate you. Thank you. Y'all just kicking me out right now? Well, no, you got things like, to do. I know. Y'all just get rid of me right now? You, you, I just you, got here. I didn't get to flirt with neither one of y'all. I didn't get to do my regular, regular. It's over? It's, it's over. Because <laughs> you got things to do. You and Sherry got a show tomorrow. That's right. That's right. That's right. Me and Sherry Shepard. That's sold out, though. Huh? Am I loud? No, yeah, I said, said no. I said that one sold out. At, oh yeah, tomorrow at the uh, city winery is sold out. Mm-hmm. But we're hitting the road uh, on the nineteenth. We're gonna be in New Brunswick, New Brunswick, New Jersey at the State Theater, and then the next day, the twentieth, at Ben Salem, PA, at the Excite Center at Pax Casino, and then on. The 21st will be right there at Wilmington, Delaware at the Grand Opera House. Please just go to sherryshowtv.com. You can find out where we're going to be. Two Funny Mamas doing stand-up. We're doing stand-up. Hey, and you can subscribe to the uh, Two Funny Mama podcast. That's right. I appreciate you on YouTube or where you hear podcasts. Uh, Two Funny uh, Mamas, uh, hit it, uh, subscribe, please. Mm-hmm. We need it. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. You got a positive note, Charlemagne? I do have a positive note, and the positive note is simple, man. Uh, be the person who breaks the cycle. Okay, if you were judged, choose understanding. If you were rejected, choose acceptance. If you were shamed, choose compassion. Be the person you needed when you were hurting, not the person who hurt you. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 
10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.